Charlie James, and here is the latest news for Pembrokeshire. 68 new cases of the coronavirus and two deaths have been reported in the Hewell Dart region on Sunday. Six new cases in Pembrokeshire with a total of 711, nine in Keredigian, which now has a total of 380, and 53 in Carmarthenshire, bringing the county's total to 2,583. Dr Jirishankar, the incident director of the COVID-19 outbreak response at Public Health Wales, has said that they strongly advise the public to take personal responsibility for their actions and to ensure that we are all doing as much as possible to limit the transmission of coronavirus. We ask the public to observe the regulations and to limit their contact with other people as much as possible so that we all work together to bring the numbers of positive cases down. This means staying out of other people's homes, limiting the times and numbers of people that you meet, maintaining social distancing and hand hygiene, working from home if you can, and self-isolating if you show symptoms of coronavirus or are asked to do so by contact tracers. We understand that people will want to carry on with their Christmas shopping now that the firebreak has ended, and so we would suggest to try to visit shops during off-peak times to always maintain social distancing and to wear a face covering if you can. Options such as click and collect or online purchasing may also be something to consider. Helpful advice and support is available via the NHS COVID-19 app, as well as providing alerts if you have been in contact with someone with coronavirus. The app will also tell you the current risk level in your area. Information about the symptoms of coronavirus is available on the Public Health Wales website or via the NHS 111 Wales Symptom Checker. A man from Moncton has been given a 12-month conditional discharge and ordered to pay £500 costs after admitting trading as a scrap metal collector without a licence. Stephen Roberts of Castle Quarry in Moncton was prosecuted under the Scrap Metal Dealers Act by Pembrokeshire County Council. He was stopped by police in possession of scrap metal in January this year. Haverford West magistrates heard on Thursday that Roberts was not previously known to the council as far as any environmental offences were concerned. Roberts, who represented himself, told the court that he was in business on his own and had not claimed any government grant money through lockdown when he could also have gone on the sick. In addition to the conditional discharge and costs, he was also ordered to pay a £22 victim surcharge. Pembrokeshire Flower Power has yielded a huge donation for a Welsh prostate cancer charity. Stuart and Liz from Langham are well known for their passion for gardening and for the past six years they have sold off plants and shrubs donating all the proceeds to charity. For 2020 the green-fingered pair picked Prostate Cymru and a record-breaking sum of £5,000 was raised. Plants were sold from an open-air stall at the front of their roadside property and customers were asked to post their payment through the house letterbox to comply with social distancing. The couple said their joint efforts certainly benefited from the increased interest in gardening whilst people were in lockdown during spring and early summer. They also acknowledged the huge support given by other gardeners in the local community who donated surplus plants in support of their fundraising efforts. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. 
Long she sees apart from me, possessed behind the eyes. Apart from the frightening, the moaning, the biting, seems to be the night sky. And I know what she thinks, and she looks at me, and she looks with such despair. You're not the only one around here that needs a bit of fresh air. Cause I'm a sad, sad post tree Caught up in the love machine No dream concrete Walking like a zombie Like a zombie Zombie on Pembrokeshire's Pure West Radio. 
I'm Ben Stone. It's Monday evening, and between now and nine, it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Let's get your Monday night started. Once again, a very good evening and welcome to Pure West Sport. Monday evenings between 7 and 9, uh, we bring you all the latest sporting news from Pembrokeshire and beyond and we have got so much coming up on the show. Don't forget, between 8 and 9, we do the second half live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. Last week, it was brilliant to see so many people getting involved and watching the videos back and just taking part in the debate. We covered all sorts last week, including whether or not darts is truly a sport. And I was quite surprised to learn just how popular darts remains in Pembrokeshire. We still have a county team flying the Pembrokeshire flag. We also had Brian Hawkins with us from the Pembrokeshire Football League, and he was reflecting on the fact that friendly games can now be played and just some of the rules that clubs have to kind of adhere to at this time and it's not easy for anyone but that was a really good interview with Brian so thank you very much for all your support we'll be live again after eight o'clock on the Pure West Radio Facebook team of course we've got a top team on Pure West Sport Bill Kahn from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk we've also got Gordon Thomas long-time sports editor of the Western Telegraph and Fraser Watson who has been covering sport in Pembrokeshire for around 10 years between the three of them Bill Gordon and Fraser. So much experience and knowledge of sport in Pembrokeshire. It's a pleasure to be with them on a Monday evening. Now in the first hour of the show where we have all sorts of different guests joining us and we've got some great interviews coming up between now and eight o'clock. Gordon Thomas met up with the Scarlets and Wales prop Rob Evans to talk about his return from injury and his career so far. It's a really good interview. That's on the way before eight. We're also in St David's with Fraser Watson talking to Bruce Evans about teaching sport at the moment and the importance of sport, especially as we continue to live with the different rules in place because of COVID-19. It's so challenging for sports teachers in schools at the moment. So we'll be in St David's to find out more about that. And Bill Kahn meets up with Chloe Hood, Wales and GB under-21 weightlifting champion. Fantastic talent. Bill talking to Chloe about her career and her future as well in the first hour of the show. Plus, we're going to go into the archives because this weekend, Alan Wynne-Jones won his 150th test cap. Combination of appearances for Wales and for the British and Irish Lions, of course, gives him that total. So we're going to delve into the archives. And 11 years ago, uh, Bill Kahn and I actually spoke to Alan Wynne-Jones when he was in Haverford West signing a book that he'd written. And, and we'll talk about that. Bill and I will just have some memories of meeting him that day. And we'll actually replay that interview. That's coming up in the first hour of the show as well. So plenty to get through as we bring you Pure West Sport on a Monday evening with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. And don't forget, you can get involved tonight using the hashtag PureWestSport. Get involved on Twitter and on Facebook. It's always good to hear from you on our social media platforms. It's Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone. Great to have your company. This 
is Pure West Radio. The Helping Hand Initiative on Pure West Radio, in association with the Port of Milford Haven. Netlet UK has the finest self-catering accommodation right here in Pembrokeshire. Whether it's spectacular scenery of expansive countryside or luxurious sea view apartments, Netlet has the holiday for you. Family adventures to romantic cottages for two? At Netlet, high-quality properties are available from the north to the south and everywhere in between. See them online at Netlet UK. Call them on 01646 699 264 or email stay at netletuk.co.uk. Ooh, had a bump? Not a problem. Here at CFL Commercials in Pembroke Dock, we offer a huge range of services to get you back on the road, fast. In fact, it's not just accident repairs. We also offer body repairs, welding, diagnostic fault finding, MOT preparation, contract maintenance and servicing, and so much more. CFL Commercials is a family-run business that'll take care of you. Find us at the Royal Dockyard, Pembroke Dock, or call us on 01646 681 488, cflcommercials.com. The Port of Milford Haven, proud to be supporting local business. Unlike some other stations, we broadcast from Pembrokeshire to Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio.
It's the Four Tops on Pembrokeshire's Pure West Radio. A very good evening if you are just joining us. I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport. We're live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page after eight with Fraser Watson, Gordon Thomas and Bill Kahn. I'm very pleased to say that Bill Kahn from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk and an integral part of our sports team here at Pure West Radio is with me now. Hi, Bill. How are you? Fine, thanks, Ben. Yeah, yeah, busy weekend. I've enjoyed that. I watched a bit of cricket. I watched a bit of golf. I watched a bit of rugby. Yeah. Yeah, a few bits and bobs happening. We'll come to the Indoor Cricket League in a few moments' time. But uh, one of the, the big pieces of news, really, from the weekend was uh, Alan Wynne-Jones playing for Wales on Friday night. And I spoke to Gordon Thomas in the aftermath of the game. Disappointing 32-9 defeat. But for Alan Wynne-Jones, it was his 150th test cap uh, the split I think 141 for Wales nine for the Lions and, and what a phenomenal achievement that is Bill it's an amazing sort of feat of longevity commitment involvement and passion you know you have to say that uh, he's quite a feisty character as you and I know Yes, indeed. And, and we're going to delve into the archives now from, from an interview that we did uh, years ago. In fact, we did it in 2011, didn't we? So going back a good few years um, when actually Alan Wynne-Jones came to Haverford West, didn't he? He came to the Victoria Bookshop, Bill. Yes, Marley Davis invited us down. I got a signed book as a little present to put on my website, pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. But we wanted to interview him for the radio, and everything went really smoothly. He was very pleasant till we asked him if we could have an interview, and he nearly fell off his seat with shock and said, no, I don't do interviews with press. Mm. He was a bit nervous at the time about doing it, and actually your your diplomacy skills that day, uh, I think, were impressive, Bill, because you, you went him over. Um, the, the book was about it was I think it was Alan Alan Wynne Jones World Cup year, but actually yes. it was it was also around. It wasn't just about the Rugby World Cup, was it? He was talking, he was doing all sorts of different things. It was to raise money for charity. So the book was focusing on different activities he did in that year with Alan Wynne Bevan. Yes, it was. And Alan Wynne-Bevan was there. And that's, the, the book was the charity. All the money, all the profits were going to Valindra Hospital and an associated charity. And uh, Alan, Alan Wynne-Bevan could see when we asked him. He was he had a boot, a medical boot on his foot, on his leg at the, at the time, which I think put Alan Wynne-Jones into a bit of a bad oil. But Alan Wynne-Bevan, who was there with him, who'd written the book, said, oh, I'll talk to you, uh, Bill and Ben. So we interviewed him, and I think Alan Wynne-Jones could see then that we weren't dangerous, because he did explain, if you remember, he'd been shafted, for want of a better word, by some journalists in the past, where he'd been misquoted or asked a question, he'd given a simple answer, which they'd blown out of all proportion. So I understood that, but he was really interesting, and I say it's nice we've got that, and people can have a listen and take a walk down memory lane with us. Yeah, let's do this now then, shall we? So this was nine years ago, 2011, Mm-hmm. at Victoria Bookshop in Haverford West. And it was Alan Wynne-Jones who this weekend uh, made his 150th Test International appearance. Let's have a listen to this interview from the archives. Um, it's just a look at the year. It's a, a diary, if you like, of myself, a few things that uh, Alan Wynne uh, arranged. And then I was the Alan Wynne person that went out to, to do them, if you like. There's a, there's a bit of everything. There's a smorgasbord of... Uh, rugby and a bit of entertainment uh, the likes of a bit of fishing with Gareth Edwards uh, a, a spin in Aston Martin which I was very uh, nervous of driving and uh, you know little tits bits uh, throughout the year as I say and, uh, and I look at um, 
the World Cup as, as itself. Some year to write a book about as well, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it, it, you know, it's 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 not essentially just about the rugby; it's about the journey, you know. And there's a, a lot of things uh, in sport that happened, like the Swansea going up, and obviously a, a lot of people recognise some of the natural disasters that happened throughout the year. So it's, as I say, it, it's a it's a look of the year as a whole, and not just solely at the rugby. It's going to be a fantastic book to read, and Aline, I think what's lovely is this is for a charity as well. Uh, yeah, well, uh, majority of the money, obviously, there's production costs that have to be. Uh, sorted out by Goma Press but um, my payment Hugh Evans and Alwyn Bevan we're all putting our fees towards uh, uh, the Valindra Cancer Centre and Stepping Stones Appeal um, obviously Hugh Evans is heavily involved in the Stepping Stones Appeal um, he took the Kilimanjaro the captain's climb a while back and um, obviously it's, it's that same charity and he's hoping to do uh, another Kilimanjaro climb in a couple of years with um, the likes of Shane uh, St- Stephen Jones Martin Williams mm-hmm. and uh, I think you can uh, apply to uh, join that as well so uh, there's obviously a lot of things in the running for these charities and I'm just happy I can do a little bit to help is it nice to get out and about? And obviously, we've not sorted the weather for you today in Pembrokeshire. But is it nice to get out and about and meet people and sign the book? Um, yeah, it's nice to see the support that people have got for these charities because a lot of people are look at the book and say, "Oh, it's, it's self-interest." People are doing, but it's not. It's solely about the charities. Um, unfortunately for me, I have been injured, but fortunately for the charity, I've been able to devote more time to these signings and uh, and the book. So, you know, this is our last day signing today here in Haverford West. We're moving to Carmarthen later on this afternoon. Uh, I'm, I'm just very happy that I can, uh, you know, put a little bit towards these charities. It looks absolutely fantastic. You see who Evans is photographed. He's a top man with that, there's no doubt. Um, great Christmas present for sons, daughters. I see Paul Mags just having one year now. Great present for, for youngsters. Uh, most definitely. I, I think my mum and dad know, already know what they're having for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's, there's two presents sorted. But but no, obviously, um, I'm a little bit proud of it. And a few of the photos are in there that are, there's some good ones and some debatable ones that I, I'd ask to be removed, but they chuck them in anyway. Um, so it's true. I do take a bad photo but there we are so but as i say great 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 christmas present great cause and very happy to do it well thank you ever so much for talking to us on the friday night sports show and and yeah thanks for coming to halford west today to, to sign it cheers on not a problem thanks very much well there we go that was one from the archives this is pure west radio that was when bill and i spoke to alan Wynne jones 2011 victoria bookshop in haverford west and to be fair bill that you talk about in the modern era his longevity to to be around the very very top to take part in lions tours to go to world cups with wales and to still be maintaining it at the age of 35 he he will end his career at some point as one of the true greats of welsh international rugby there's no doubt about that yeah, some of the top pundits, including former players, have said he's the greatest ever Welsh player. I'm always wary of that because yeah, how do you compare him with Gareth Edwards, with Phil Bennett, Barry John? They're all different positions. They've all got different sort of ideas about longevity, you know. Uh, Alan Wynne will not want to go out from... I mean, obviously his time is limited by age and, and the way things are. They've lost... Uh, is it six out of seven now? Mm. And he won't be ending on a note like that. I suspect he'll carry on till the end of this campaign. Then it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you see him as a, a future Wales coach? It depends whether... That kind he of mentality, wants, yeah. Whether, you know, because it isn't the case that the big, the best co- uh, player is the best coach in the same as the best footballer is the best referee or the best coach is the best umpire. It will be interesting. He'd ruffle feathers, that's for sure. You but, kind of think, um, though, Bill, with 150 test appearances, oh, yeah. it, when he does call it a day, it will be a loss just to the setup, just that knowledge. The, the WRU would probably be wise to try and use that in some way. 
yeah, I think they ought to use him on the Welsh Rugby Union Committee because that's where we need people like him, mm. people with strong views, people who know what it's about, rather than, like, we've just appointed a guy now who is uh, hugely involved at the top of the Welsh Rugby Union, and he was a former school teacher. That's like saying to me, run the Welsh Rugby Union. Ben, I couldn't do it. You, you give it a go, though, Bill. I know oh, you. I know you would. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. It would, it's not my remit. So with Alan Wynne Jones, I just hope he finishes on a high. That's very important. Of course, the New Zealanders are saying, "Hang on, whoa, he hadn't got 150 caps for Wales. It's only 141." Richie McCaw had all his. That's a load of bunkum. <laughs> well, there we go. I hope you enjoyed that. That was one from the archives when Alan Wynne-Jones came to Haverford West back in 2011. It's Monday evening and this is Pure West Sport.
CC Peniston and finally on Pure West Radio, I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport and we're on the air right the way through till nine. Eight until nine, we have the second half and a whole range of topics coming up, which we'll run through very soon indeed. You can get involved on social media, hashtag Pure West Sport, and we'll be live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page as well. Now, we're talking to Bill Khan at the moment because on Saturday, the Indoor Cricket League continued in Pembrokeshire and on Bill's website, pembrokeshiresport.co.uk, You've got all the details, haven't you, Bill, from the weekend's games? Yeah, the match report and the scorecards and pictures are all on my site now. It's nice to see, Ben. I mean, it was quite different this week because there were three teams who were sort of untested in, in the game at this time. Pembroke Dock actually won the both their games, came back from nowhere, thanks to Scott Griffiths' expertise. Um, and Llanrian uh, won one. Fraser jibbed out the playing. Uh, he <laughs> Did he not play, though? No. No. no, he said he was the team manager, yeah. Ah, and they're, he they're, getting Bateman, they're getting Bateman playing, who uh, is the coach of St. David's Rugby Club. So I think Mr. Watson jibbed out a bit there, but don't tell him I said that. <laughs> and they won one. They looked favourites to win two, but the dog fought back. And Johnson played two, lost two. But it was a cracking game, series of cricket matches, played in a good hoil. There was some big hit. And you could see the inexperienced poor running between the wickets, people getting run out, making wrong decisions. But mm. that'll come as they play. But it was great. Uh, it was lovely to see um, Peter Davis there running it smoothly as usual. Paul Miller, who's helped, uh, who's been involved and responsible for the building of this magnificent hub. We'll interview Paul in a couple of weeks, Ben. And uh, Martin Jones, who also received on the day a trophy for the Clubman of the Year for Nayland Cricket, the only one this year they're giving out. But my word, he deserved that. It was a lovely afternoon. Oh, excellent stuff. All the results on your website, pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. Uh, Fraser with us after eight, of course, so we might just ask the question why he wasn't playing yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, of course. Indeed. He... indeed. Uh, coming up, though, we've got some really good interviews. We're going to hear Fraser out and about in St. David's in just a couple of moments' time, uh, talking to Bruce Evans about how teaching sport in schools has changed over the last few months. Also, Bill, uh, Gordon Thomas has been talking to a Wales international prop. Yeah, Mr. Rob Evans. I tell you what, he's a star. He is. He's so funny. He didn't mean to be, but you've got to laugh and he made some very good points. And, you know, he's pleased to be back playing for the Scarlets. He was involved uh, on Saturday when they won out in Ireland against Connaught and, uh, a genuine good guy, Rob, and in a couple of weeks he's going to be telling us why Gordon about his interest now in horse racing. He's mm. now an owner. Well, that interview's on the way very soon, and you've been out and about. Tell us about Chloe Hood, Bill. Yeah, I popped into Chloe. I used to teach the family in Milford Haven, and Chloe is a lovely girl, very talented. She played for Wales in cricket. She was a good athlete. She's turned to weightlifting when she was about 14 and was amazing. When she was 14 and 15, she was winning Welsh titles three years above her age group. She's still now the British under-20 uh, champion, British under-20 champion, mind. And her aim is to go to the Commonwealth Games mm. in 2022 with the, the Welsh team. And... You know, she knows who she's got to get ahead of for that because they're all logged these days on the internet. And she's a lovely girl. And she's now coaching at uh, the Saw Gym. She's a natural for that. I saw her when she was 15, telling people a lot older than her how to you know, make their back to get the best mm. use of their back or their leg muscles. She's a natural. She's a lovely girl. 
that's on the way before eight. But let's uh, hear from Fraser Watson first. Uh, Fraser's been in St. David's talking to teacher Bruce Evans about how it's been a challenging few months for sport in Pembrokeshire's schools. Yes, it's been a year where everyone's had to adapt and none more so in teaching. And um, I'm sat here now with Bruce Evans, that's called Penryn Dewey, who is overseeing physical education at the moment at the school. Bruce, how have you been able to adapt to, to what's gone on this year and, and been able to ensure that children are still getting the physical education lessons they need? Yeah, to, to start with, it seemed quite negative because the first week we probably spent seemed to spend more time setting up protocols to make sure that children were socially distanced and washing their hands so that they'd be safe. Since then, we, we obviously lost into school fixtures and in terms of rugby, we've not been able to do any contact. But in fact, our pupils have probably had more extracurricular sport than they've ever had because we replaced Wednesday and Thursday fixture nights with more clubs. Uh, and we had one day before half term where we had, I think, 94 children taking part in tennis, basketball, rugby and netball. So obviously I and the pupils miss the, the competitive sport against other schools, but we've made a real effort to make sure they get as much exercise as they can to offset the fact that they've been had to spend a lot of time, even at home, on in front of laptops and devices. That, that's sort of positive. In terms, just to touch on something you said there, the competitive element, do you worry the longer that goes on that, that children will be denied learning the essence of sport, you know, the right to compete and to win? Yeah, we did a few things at the end of term where I had, on the last Wednesday of term, we had a big day where we had an inter-year eight touch rugby competitive match, year nine, year 10, and the year 10 was the tennis side over on the main pitch. But I'm probably picking it up more from talking to the children with their club sport, where I'm hearing that some of the children are drifting away because they're not yeah. getting that competitive side. And, you know, sometimes I think we're too competitive too early, but obviously the children enjoy the competitive element as well. I mean, we've, we've dwelled on the negative aspects of COVID-19, not just in schools, socially, and um, but to maybe look at a positive note now, from when you've been involved in education a long time, 20 years since I, since I left school as well, there seems to me a greater focus now on the need for physical education and aspects like a child's mental health and well-being and healthy eating are all coming into the equation. Has maybe lockdown helped reinforce those things as well? Yeah, there's certainly uh, the government and the local authority are talking about that and they're very aware of it. But in terms of that translating into curriculum time for PE, we've actually lost curriculum time since I've been here and most schools have. So, so it's still in, a battle against the tide in some respects? Uh, yeah, I think we're still battling against the tide. They understand it's very important, but with the huge emphasis on exams and exam results, we till, still tend to lose out, in my opinion. Outside of the uh, the educational system now, I know it's a sport very close to your heart is tennis. You've been able to get that up and running, fair to say, quicker than most sports. And after the pandemic, and you've got a league going at the moment. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, just on the school side, when the pupils came in in July, I was in four days a week, and every bubble came in and had a half an hour's tennis lesson. So. That was fantastic. It was face-to-face -face teaching going on, which they weren't able to do in, in the majority of schools or even in lessons. But um, yeah, um, Louis at uh, Half West Tennis Club, normally Half West are the only team that play competitive matches up the line. He set up a, an intra-Pembrokeshire intra tennis league with Lamphy, Milford, Half West, Goodick and Newport. It was a real pleasure to play against Goodick a few weeks ago, playing against uh, an ex, very good Fishguard sports ex-player, I hope he wasn't Goodick, and getting people playing enjoyable tennis in the community and that for me as a, as a tennis coach that's been great to see. I and mean, we saw a similar thing on the golf courses, is tennis one of those sports which maybe almost had a bit of a boost 
because people were denied sport for so long, denied the social interaction of playing sport, it was one of those which allowed for social distance. And when it did reopen, earlier than most others have, there was, a, there was almost a clamour to get back to it. Yeah, because you are socially distanced when you play it. And um, when you mentioned golf there, I always said I'd play golf when I got older. And I've been playing golf because <laughs> there's no rugby on Saturdays, so I'll get out on the golf course. Is so. it more frustrating than tennis to play? Yes, <laughs> a lot more frustrating. And then just to touch on rugby as well, obviously, you know, Langer, Morrissey, you're heavily involved down there. Now we hope to see that back soon as well. Yeah, we were training in September, October. Uh, we were meant to restart on Wednesday, but it was a shocking forecast, so we haven't. And probably it's that level of the community game where you've got to be worried as to sure. whether people find other things to do. But hopefully we'll get some matches before the end of the season. Well, we, we hope we all get back to it soon. And thank you for your time, Bruce, and I'll speak Thanks. to you soon. Thank you, Fraser. Pure West Sports, Fraser Watson talking to Bruce Evans in St. David. Certainly challenging times for so many people and, and teaching sport in Pembrokeshire schools in the midst of the pandemic has obviously been a challenge. Excellent interview that. Thank you to Bruce and thank you Fraser as well. Still to come before eight, we are going to hear from Wales international prop Rob Evans with Gordon Thomas and Bill Kahn speaks to talented weightlifter Chloe Hood. And a really, really good story coming up in that interview as well. That's on the way before 8 o'clock, right here on Pure West Sport. Patch is the Pure West Radio chosen charity of the year. Pembrokeshire Action to Combat Hardship, founded in June 2008. They cover the whole of Pembrokeshire and have two basic banks that give food, clothing, small household items, toiletries, cleaning products and a baby bank that's in Milford Haven and Pembroke Dock. And three food banks, Haverford West, Begelly and Tenby. They also help the lives of families in the festive season with their Christmas toy appeal. Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 5.40 to the Patch Update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year here on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio. See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page. Yeah. 
It's the Sugar Babes and Push the Button on Pembrokeshire's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. And after eight, we've got the second half where we get into some really meaty topics. It was great fun last week. We will be live from eight o'clock on the Pure West Radio Facebook page and you can get involved as well. But between now and then, we hear from all sorts of different sporting people each week from the world of Pembrokeshire sports and beyond. And this week, Pure West Sports' Gordon Thomas caught up with a Wales Rugby International. Well, we've got a real treat today. I've popped over to my superstar neighbour, Rob Evans, uh, Scarlet and Welsh international prop, to talk a bit about coming back to the game. He's had a, a, a difficult year, missing out on the World Cup, but he's now had uh, injuries as well, and he's over that now. He played his first game against Zebra last week in the uh, Pro 14. Rob, how did it go, mate? Oh, it was an exciting game. First of all, it was just good to be back, you know, um, playing for the Scarlets and stuff. And as you said, over all my injuries now, it's just nice to be playing without any pain, really, and enjoy- enjoying it. It wasn't the most convincing of wins for us on fr- on um, Sunday evening, but, um, you know, it was, it was good to be back out there, as I said. And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a good group in Scarlets at the minute. There's a lot of international boys away. Um, so it's like a young, a young team there at the minute, but... Um, no, it's, we're we're building, and hopefully we can just keep keep putting a few things right and keep going forward. Really, yeah. As you said, there was a young side out there. People got to understand that when the internationals aren't there as well, it's going to be a different ball game completely. And these youngsters need bleeding in, don't they? You know, they need game time. Yeah, it's you know you can look at it one or two ways. Obviously, we lose. I think it's 14, even more than 14, with Tex, uh, with Fiji and Blade with Scotland. Like we've, we're losing about 16, 17 boys to international duty, which is is a hell of a chunk of the squad. Yeah. But then it like gives opportunities to boys for boys to come through. There's a few uh, Pembrokeshire boys in there. Don Booth coming through, um, Kemsley, Matthias, stuff like that. So it's great experience for them. But yeah, as as you said, you know. It, it, it doesn't come overnight and it's it's um it's going to take a bit of time for us to like gel as a team really but now we're going in the right direction yeah it's a long season i mean you've only had a, a handful of games at the moment so you know when the boys come back from international duty obviously you'll hopefully be able to kick on yeah oh yeah definitely and to be fair to the young boys they're like they're learning quick as well and it's an important time when the international boys are away because the games that matter at the end of the season but yeah you know we've with with the international boys away we've we've won two and narrowly narrowly lost one to Edinburgh so yeah hopefully we got a big game out in Connaught this Saturday evening so if we can pick up a win there I think we're doing all right yeah, definitely. Rob, your own aspirations, obviously you're a Welsh international, you've had your, your difficulties, is it your aim to try and get back into the Welsh squad, possibly for the Six Nations, is that what you're hoping for, barring injuries? Yeah, to be honest, Gordon, just at the minute, as I said, I just enjoying being back and being injury free and just trying to get back to like enjoy my rugby and hit some form really. I think maybe years ago that it would all... It, it would be in my mind a lot more that you know I want to get into the Welsh team, blah blah blah. But I think I think I've got to the stage really where I'm just focusing on the now really and uh, trying to perform for the Scarlets and just do my job there and then whatever else happens happens really. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you're looking in really good shape, if you don't mind me saying, Rob. You look fitter now than what you were when you were in the Welsh squad. So obviously you've been doing something right. Yeah, no, it's, I think when you're injured, you go through some dark times and, um, you know, it's not a nice place to be. So, you know, I've, I, I have to change something and just little habits probably, like my training, just trying to do everything to the top ability, training, eating, everything I could really. And, um, yeah, it seems to be, well, I, I feel it, feel in great, great shape and feel great physically at the minute as well. So, yeah, I feel in a good place. Yeah, well, Rob, thank thank you for speaking to me, quite frankly, about, uh, you know, your problems that you've had. But I'm sure you're over the uh, worst of it now. And uh, I wish you all the best for the forthcoming season, uh, you and the Scarlets. And uh, hopefully we'll turn a corner and see the Scarlets at the top again. Yeah, I hope so. As I, as I said, like, you know, it's a long season. It's, it's, such a, it's been such a weird year with uh, everything that's going on, which I'm sure everyone knows about. But, you know, as, as I said, it's just the start of the season and hopefully we can just keep building now and hopefully be back right up there at the end of the year. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for speaking to me. I'll have to catch up with you to talk to you about your horse racing uh, career, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. Pure West Radio's Gordon Thomas talking to Haverford West's Rob Evans, Wales international prop, of course. Really good interview that. 35 times he's been capped by Wales, who are back in action on Saturday in the Autumn Nations Cup. And they'll be looking to bounce back from that 32-9 defeat against Ireland on Friday evening. Much for Wayne Pivak, I'm sure, to have pondered over over the course of the weekend. It's Georgia on Saturday and it's a 5.15 start. And I'm sure we'll touch on that with Fraser, Bill and Gordon after 8 o'clock. Wales are in need of just picking up some better performances and you feel they'll probably name quite a strong side against Georgia. Certainly that was Gordon Thomas's view when he joined me on Saturday morning on our Saturday show between 8 and 9. And he, he'll be back again this weekend to talk about all things to do with Wales rugby. But really good there to hear from Rob Evans. It's Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport. <laughs>
take it slow and wait out turn on Pure West Radio with Real Love. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport. After eight, we are live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page for an hour of great debate. We've got some good topics coming up for you. I'll run you down those in just a few moments. But let's go out and about now. And Bill Kahn has been talking to a Wales and GB under-21 weightlifting champion who hails from Pembrokeshire. One of the things I undoubtedly missed during the lockdown was coming to the Saw Gym and talking to some old friends there, some of whom I know from Milford Haven, I taught their parents, and one of those is Chloe Hood. And I popped in tonight and she's here, so I couldn't resist the chance of talking to her. Chloe, how have you got on in the lockdown? Good, it was hard at first, but trying to train on top of everything was mm. a struggle. But thanks to Simon and Justin, they give us some of our members equipment yeah to help through lockdown so we had mats bars weights just to do a little bit at home just to keep ticking over while we were waiting and did you do that on your own did you get support i know your mum's very supportive yes. but I, I mean she yeah. she wouldn't be weightlifting now but did, did you manage on your own we did most of our sessions on our own but every friday we do a zoom session with oh, all crazy. of the members yeah. so we'd encourage each other and so you were doing everything. sort of lifts on a, on a television being watched yeah we Simon, Jim and Justin were there, all watching us, coaching over the yeah. computer, Can you get nice. your back straight now? <laughs> yeah. Shower at us like they used to, yeah, good. Gosh. which is good, yeah. Yeah, good. So how has your form been since that time? I mean, are you, you know, I, I'm amazed now, you're 19, I still think you've been a nipper, Uncle Bill. But, you know, how has your form been? Have you increased your personal bests or have they gone down or what? Um, they've maintained, they haven't gone up because we were just trying to keep going, trying to tick over. We were in the gym getting ready for a competition and then this fire break lockdown came yeah. so that'll throw us back a couple of weeks but we're getting there again but some, for... some of us are in a strength block Good. so we're all getting there again. So for people who don't know you like I do I know successfully we tell our listeners just a bit about what you've succeeded with in the past forget the cricket Welsh International <laughs> just now with the uh, weights what, what sort of success is? Uh, I am British under 20 champion I've been British under 20, under 15, under 17, hopefully under 23 soon. Mm. I'm Welsh champion. I went to Italy, competed for Britain in the European mm. Youths. As you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm aiming for a selection of the Commonwealth Games 2022. I mean, people would say, as I would say, you're naturally gifted. But you've got to have the skills, but you've also got to have the hard work. And my word, you've never, ever skimped on your training, have you? No, it's... It is 24-7, the eating, sleeping, 
recovery. It's not just what goes on in the gym. It's mentally everything as well. Yeah. I always remember if I you caught me eating a Mars bar coming in to talk, you'd always <laughs> used to tell me off. Could you haven't said how much weight I've lost? You've, you've done well. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> tell us. I've come in here tonight, and there's people. Not youngsters, like I know, it's just some, some people who are middle aged who are training and all. And there's person in charge is one Chloe Hood. You're a qualified coach as well now. Yeah, British Weightlifting uh, Level 2. I did that in October last year. So then once you pass your level 2, you can coach in the gym then. Luckily, Simon gave me a job to take over the gym then. Hmm. So you're actually being paid for doing something you like? Yeah, getting paid for shouting at people like Simon shouted at me, which yeah. is good. <laughs> well, I have to say, I remember coming in here once when you and Neve, uh, Simon's daughter, were training, and you were doing that, you were doing a coaching without being a coach. You were telling people to come in, look, do this or do that. It's natural to you, isn't it? That's one thing I love about SOAR is Simon always tries to encourage the members to coach yeah. each other so yeah, they're good. gaining knowledge while they're training mm-hmm. as well, which is really good. Yeah. So I know you're hoping to be the under-23s champion now, and you've always been successful above your age group, haven't you? You've yeah. always pushed up with that. What about the, the big ambition? What's the If I said to you, Uncle Bill can wave a magic wand now and you can achieve that, what, what's the thing? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that Commonwealth? Yeah, 100%. 2022 Commonwealth Games, Birmingham. That'd be the biggest goal. Hmm. And then go on from there then. Realistically, how well are you placed for that at the moment? I know you've got plenty of time to catch up or plenty of time to fall back, yeah. but you know, with injury. But how are you coping with that at the moment? Is it all right? Yeah, good. Me and Simon are working together, trying to figure ways out because it is top six in Wales. Mm. So obviously, there's people older than me and there's no age yeah. limit. Mm. So trying to push my total higher than what mm. it already is, just trying to put in the hours in the gym. I mean, the challenging thing for you, I suppose you're aware of all their PBs anyway. They're all documented on, on sort of uh, sort of telly things you've got now, aren't they? Yeah, social media is good and bad because you can see what people are doing as well as what I'm trying, mm. so trying to get there. Hey, well, it's like a breath of fresh air coming <laughs> in and finding it. Chloe here tonight. So, Chloe, thanks for talking to us. And I'm going to catch up with you soon then, and uh, you can let me know how things are going. Thanks. No problem. Thank you. I thought it was a great interview, really good insight there. Chloe Hood talking to Pure West Radio's Bill Kahn. And if you would like to make us aware of a sporting story or a sporting character from Pembrokeshire for Bill, Gordon or Fraser to get in touch with, do let us know. Use the hashtag Pure West Sport and get in touch. Now on the way, after eight, when we go live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page, I'll be joined by Fraser, Bill and Gordon. We've got Tembi RFC coach Jonathan O with us in the first part of the show after eight. We're going to have a look at how rugby clubs in Pembrokeshire have been impacted by the lack of action locally. How will they keep going? How are they maintaining training? And what does the future hold for Pembrokeshire's rugby clubs? Jonathan Owen will talk to us from a Tembi perspective and we'll talk about the situation county-wide and we want your views as well. Lewis Hamilton sealed a record-equalling 7th World Championship title yesterday with a win at the Turkish Grand Prix. But why does he continue to divide opinion amongst the British public? Is the stick deserved? Is he underappreciated? Who are some of the other underappreciated sportsmen and women out there? I think Hamilton should be knighted. No question about it. We'll talk more about that after eight. And after Dustin Johnson won the Masters, we want to know what is the best golfing venue in the world and closer to home, where's the best golf course in Pembrokeshire? 
We want your views after eight o'clock on the second half. That's after 